Hi, this is Russ Hackman, host of The Wall Street Sweeper. Coming up next on the show, this week saw disappointing inflation numbers, dimming hopes for rate cuts soon, and causing market turbulence, plus common retirement planning and portfolio mistakes to avoid. It all starts now. And now, The Wall Street Sweeper with Russ Hackman. Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street as they do from their offices around Boston, uh, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham, and sweeping away the clutter in your financial life. It is the Wall Street Sweeper, and Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners. Russ Hackman, 25 years in the financial industry, uh, helping navigate people to and through retirement in volatile markets. His early years on Wall Street trading desk, and that's a lot of great experience Russ also brings to the table and work with you as he does to this show which we'll get to in a second russ's take on the markets now but russ just back from a ski trip now last time we were talking about france but this time wyoming it's a little bit of a difference there <laughs> how were things in wyoming some some people must wonder if i ever work but uh, <laughs> that's just that's not true as, as our clients know i work seven days a week I even if i am it. on vacation actually mm-hmm. and oddly enough like i'm one of those guys that like my perfect day is actually like if i'm on vacation is actually working for an hour or two and then and then having the rest of the damn vacation yeah that, that <laughs> sounds good some might say it's a lot but anyway so i was out you know my brother is a little bit the opposite of me uh and uh, he's a snowboard instructor and lives in Jackson Hole. And uh, I try to go out and visit him uh, each year. And so we did that. There was actually some snow out there. They've struggled a little bit out west this year. And, uh, you know, we had a great time. And, you know, being me, like, you know, ski from 930 to 1, and then I'm ready for a beer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so There's far, no need to ski till 430. No, no, no. <laughs> Unless it's like dumping snow, it's just not necessary. Yeah, exactly. You know, that beer sounds good. Coming back to a warm fire and a cold beer. Right well, what, on. What is happening in the markets? What do we need to be bracing for now? Well, you know, we knew the knew it was going to be an interesting year. We kind of knew that the inflation data was going to be volatile this year, and that's sort of consistently pushed the markets around uh, last year and this year and even the year before. And so there was some turbulence uh, this week, as I think a lot of people saw, where there was a relatively high uh, CPI inflation number, the number uh, around 3.9% for core inflation uh, year over year. That's down from foreign change. Now, why do we care? We're not here to just talk walkie about economics, but we know that the Fed wants to get inflation to 2%. And uh, when you start seeing numbers, like it is a long way. It's almost what they call the last mile in some other contexts, right? It is a mm-hmm. long way from 3.9 to 2, right? And moreover, you're seeing some what we would call stickiness in certain numbers, particularly around like rents and housing costs that really uh, are going to ha- have a hard time coming down. And so the question then is, okay, now is our Fed cuts going to be pushed off even longer I mean, some people, I, I read there's an outside chance that there's a Fed hike, right? Like, oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, man. So what? Might, we, might we, you know, not be done with this? So, you know, uh, I think a Fed hike is probably unlikely. But, uh, you know, we've been talking about, hey, Chairman Powell needs, he needs inflation to get 2%, get to 2% until that interest rates will remain high 
that's in the sort of the front end. That that good news is that means five percent sort of CDs and T bills, which we've been buying for clients in their safe money. But on the other hand, it means that the bond market is turbulent. You know, we talk repeatedly about the fact that bonds and bond funds really are not the best place for your safe money. Uh, that's a understatement. Not not a good place at all. And so, if I actually look at uh, bonds so far this year, the major indices, bond indices, down two, three percent. We've got some of the big funds that are down five, six percent. Right. So if you're if you're out there, you have a portfolio from a big box firm, from a big firm. Almost always, you're going to have stock funds and bond funds in your portfolio. Some of those bond funds, if you really look at them, going back to the beginning of 2022 you can see that they're down 20%, 30% or more. So that is not safe money. And uh, if you still have those, you need to find other places to have basically what I would call your, your non-stock money. So it's going to be interesting. We're going to talk about common portfolio mistakes, planning mistakes uh, in the rest of the show, Dave. Uh, before we get to that, um, we're going to give a our first offer of this show for the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. That opportunity to come in and see us for a true second opinion. Get somebody to take a fresh look at your plans and portfolio. That's at no cost, no obligation for the next five callers. And it truly is a great opportunity. You can schedule by calling 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. And a very educational, informative experience, too. You'll be meeting at one of the offices convenient to you around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and in Waltham. And as Russ said, next five, it's no cost and it's no obligation to schedule. Again, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Coming up, Hackman Wealth Vice President and Partner Jack Young. the clutter of Wall Street every week right here with Russ Hackman with Clear Hair with Jack Young all part of the team and a great team at Hackman Wealth Partners Jack Young in fact is vice president and partner in the firm and Jack joins us as well as Clear on this show uh, giving us case studies and a good look at that that process when you come in and uh, for whatever reason, whatever concerns you have to meet with Jack, we talked a couple of weeks ago about some people come in and they just have select areas they're concerned about. Maybe they've heard Ross, Jack and Claire on the show and like, I think I'd like to have them take a look at this. Some come in for uh, their startup into retirement planning, that transition and a holistic look. Some come in and they don't maybe don't feel total confidence in their plan and they want a second opinion. There's no wrong reason to come in and schedule. But um, you talk about, you know, we were talking about some of the co complexities that people feel in that navigation towards retirement. You know, one of the questions I know you mentioned that people have is, uh, on what vehicles they have is whether to roll or even when to roll. <laughs> what what are we talking about here? Well, first, Dave, to your first point, absolutely not. There's never a bad time to get a second opinion. There's never a bad time to, you know, I just don't want people to get in the analysis paralysis, we call it, where, mm -hmm. you know, they they don't they don't know if they should make a decision should we go see it get a second opinion just come in it's it's a very passive process we can take a 
holistic look at any accounts that you'd like. It doesn't, we don't need to address your entire portfolio if you're not comfortable with it. I want to make that very clear to listeners. I think sometimes people get that, that confused and it is not that way at all. Um, secondly, yeah, to, to, to that story, there was an individual that came through our doors that had a significant amount of, uh, of their portfolio in a TSP and inherently absolutely nothing wrong with those, right? Uh, there is just when you're talking and holistically speaking about, you know, navigating the complexities of retirement and your lifelong financial health, you know, being in one of the core five positions of a TSP fund, whether it's the CSF or I fund, you know, over the long term, when you're earning and contributing, those are great. They're low cost options for folks that you know, allow their their money to compound before they pay taxes. So, you know, wonderful way for government employees to invest and to save money. But, you know, when there's a lot of things that you have to think about then when you're separating from service, you know, if you're married and have a TSP, there's some, you know, withdrawal requirements that sometimes can be a little taxing on older folks uh, that, you know, we like to help people with. There's, you know, you know, as I alluded to just a second ago, really only five core positions that you can have inside those funds as opposed to utilizing the breadth of retirement strategies, investments, and tools. So there is a number of reasons to keep your TSP while you're working, while you're contributing, while you're earning. Um, but, you know, years, you know, five or so years before retirement or into retirement or, you know, within a year or so of actually retiring, you know, it is our opinion. We think we should, you know, it would be our advice to come in if you have some, if a target date fund or a TSP um, to come in and, and get a second opinion on, you know, how to to utilize the breadth of, of the market and the, and the retirement tools that are out there for you, not just one of five funds. And, you know, another thing, Dave, to, to think about, especially in in these target date funds that a lot of folks are are quite honestly just thrown into, you know, I guess, you know, they may have a few cho different choices, but yeah. realistically just kind of tossed into because it's part of the, the company plan or the, the agency plan or the, um, you know, whatever it may be. And, you know, there's a lot of things to think about, right? I mean, first of all, each of these are a fund of funds, which, you know, means that there's, they're consisting of multiple underlying tranches or levels of mutual fund fees. Mm -hmm. and expense ratios, which, you know, when you add that and compound that over time can can really add up. Um, so just want to, at least at the very least, you want to be cognizant of what you're paying and what funds you are in and how Absolutely. that is allocated. So how many you know, people I mean, I, don't know? Well, I, from what I've seen working through, you know, working at Hackman Wealth and seeing a, a, a number of people come through our doors, Dave, it's an alarming percentage. I mean, I, I would say, and again, it's not to, to anyone's fault. These are right. Yeah, most, most of our clients are, are, are very sophisticated, very intelligent people. And, you know, it, they just don't know what they're in. They're in some TSP fund or they're in a 2045 target date fund or a 2030 target date fund or a 2024 target date fund. And by the way, not all of those are created equal. And I would say probably 80% to, to, to 95%, honestly, I would say most of the folks don't really know what they know it's a target date fund of 2030, but what is inside of that and what fees I'm paying, I would say nine out of 10 people don't really wow. know. 
Yeah, and it's kind of like, I mean, we have our own areas of expertise. It's kind of like if you're flying somewhere, you know, you, you do what you are supposed to do, get there early, go through security, get on the plane, behave. <laughs> but you don't feel like you have to be responsible for flying the plane. You you trust the pilot and to get you where you intend to go safely. I, I think that's, you know, you can, you can apply that to who you're working with in your financial life. Yes, and I exactly, and and I think na- help net to to your analogy help navigating, you know that flight, if you will. Um, there's a lot. There is some complexities. There is a difference in air densities, or there's <laughs> a lot of analogies you could make. Right. But, you know, there there's a lot. There is some complexity to it, and I mean, I think not just being tossed into some fund with a date on it. Um, it to in a, in our firm's opinion, I I think is is you know at least worth folks listening to to call in and try to give you know, a second opinion on. Yeah, I think it can be, uh, I mean, it can be very revealing. And as as Jack said, many people, through no fault of their own, uh, they get surprised when they come in, uh, whether it, it, it be where they are, where how they're investing, or maybe what fees they're paying. They're paying. That's what makes this so informative, this conversation, uh, that you can schedule. Uh, Jack Young is part of the team, is vice president and partner at Hackman Wealth Partners, working alongside Clear Here and Russ Hackman. And they all would look forward to meeting you and coming in when it's at no cost, no obligation scheduling a comprehensive review. And Jack, let's open the phones and make that available now. Sure. For the next five callers that have saved 500000 or more, I would strongly encourage you to call in, get a second opinion. And uh, in this second opinion, or it could be an initial consultation, maybe you have uh, been you know, working with someone in your financial life, but realize, oh, retirement planning is different. I mean, reading up a little bit on it, it is different. It's not only different from my earlier financial life, it's different than from retirement of the past. There's a lot to it. Uh, schedule, come in, comprehensive review, initial or second opinion, either way, uh, for the next five at no cost, no obligation to schedule 617 674 2000. 617 674 2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Coming up, Russ is back in the studio. should have a clear picture in our financial life, and that is the mission of Hackman Wealth Partners. We're back with the Wall Street sweeper, sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street. Russ Hackman is the Wall Street sweeper. He's president of Hackman Wealth Partners. I'm Dave Perkins, and I guess, Russ, in this segment, I have the honors of playing the role of maybe the uh, the guy at work or in the bar giving bad financial advice, and you're going <laughs> to set me straight here uh, because, you know, there's plenty of that floating around out there, Russ, bad advice from from lay people one of them might be yeah don't don't talk about money over drinks exactly (laughs) Uh, well here's the first one you can set me straight on uh it's impossible to predict where taxes will be at retirement so eh, don't worry much why is that bad (laughs) well yeah i mean obviously you don't know what tax rates will be in retirement but what you do know is if you have a substantial amount of 401k and ira money and by substantial uh, I mean, seven fifty a million or more of what we call tax deferred or IRA type of money, four hundred one k, four hundred three b, all the different names that it has. Then that means that you're going to have substantial needs to pull down that money in retirement if you need it for living, 
if you need it for, uh, or if you just get to the ages of 73, 74, 75, depending how old you are, you're going to have these so-called required minimum distributions. And for a lot of folks, particularly if your um, portfolios get into your retirement IRA portfolios get into you know, one million, one and a half, two, and and especially beyond that, you really get into a situation where it turns out if you look at the future RMDs and do the right calculations in the right model, which we, by the way, we call that a tax liability estimate. Mm-hmm. That's part of when people come in for complimentary plans, they receive that. What does your future tax liability look like on that money? And what you can see sometimes is your income escalating in retirement when you thought it was going to be lower in retirement, right? So tax planning is a big part of what's off, what's left out of most plans. And it, in some cases, it can actually be uh, as important as asset allocation for how your future does. So makes sense. What do you got next, Dave? Okay, here we go. Uh, next piece of bad advice. Uh, you need one million dollars to retire comfortably, but, but comfortably, but that you know that's just such an arbitrary number. Well, yeah, and it's worth uh, you know go through a couple of years of nine percent inflation, and that million dollars just became nine <laughs> percent. You know, right? <laughs> it became <laughs> worth a lot less, mm-hmm. right? And so, and uh, yeah, really can't overstate the importance of what's going on with government spending and how that may, that's a big driver of this inflation we have. And that's not getting any better. So the Fed's trying to bring inflation down at the same time that the government is spending like a, you know, the so-called drunken sailor, right? Right. So, you know, the right number to, um, you know, a lot of people come in and see when they come in and, and, and see me one of, and, and my partners, Claire and Jack, one of the things that they want to know is, yeah, where do I stand in terms of like other people like me or do I have enough? And, you know, it very much depends for uh, it very much depends, obviously, for some people, um, you know, a million can can be enough. Uh, for some people, 750 can be enough, you know, much below that, you know, living uh, in the areas that we live in, you know, that, that it, it starts to become more difficult. Right. And uh, but, you know, it depends on other cash flow that like you may have, like pensions and so forth. You know, what I generally like to see is people having, you know, if they're single, a million and a half or more or uh, married, million and a half, two million or more, if they can. Obviously, not everyone can. And and then beyond that, uh, you know, those are the numbers that, you know, if you if you said, give me a number, Russ, that's what I would uh, what I would say. But, you know, evaluating where you're at and, you know, are you in a comfortable spot when you're in a comfortable spot? You can take less risk, too, to make sure you stay in that comfortable spot. We talk about that when folks come in for these complimentary second opinions. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five callers that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. It is a comprehensive review. No cost, no obligation. Coming up, more of the worst retirement planning advice. And Russ takes questions from listeners.
Sweeping away the clutter of Wall Street, Hackman Wealth Partners presenting the Wall Street Sweeper, and we are back into it with Russ Hackman, president of the firm. Russ Hackman, 25 years in the financial industry, and uh, Russ and Claire, Jack of the team, uh, acting as great guides for those uh, nearing retirement and entering retirement, navigating your way to and through retirement. Uh, we are, we're throwing out some bad advice that you're likely to hear out there in the world, and Russ is really getting us the right way to think about things in our financial lives. So we're going to continue this segment and we'll start with this one. Well, you won't be spending as much in retirement as you do now. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound fun to me to not spend as much. Well, right. Now, I think most people in the early, early years of retirement spend more, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, sometimes they'll say, well, you'll be commuting less. And I mean, there are things that are different, right? Like you're not generally going to be contributing to a retirement plan when you're already in retirement. So, mm -hmm. you know, it can impact your take home pay. But in general, so, you know, an interesting part about the plans that we work on is the, excuse me, very, very sort of year specific budgeting right so budgeting for you know we call them sort of the go-go years right the you know after you retire before you get to age 80 or you know some people are you know but you can kind of figure by 80 85 you're not likely to be like zipping around the world right right so the real sort of art to the right kind of planning is can i spend you know maybe even significantly more than i was spending in the go-go years, do things like, you know, take kids, grandkids places, contribute to their education, so on and so forth, or whatever you might like to be doing in retirement. And the art is sort of, you know, without the right plan, it's it's very difficult to be like, hey, let me spend more of my money because it feels like that's, that's, that's very, very nerve-wracking for almost anyone, right? I can see that, yeah. Yeah, so we like to have uh, expanded budgets early on lower budgets later in life obviously you need to think about contingency plans for long-term care but you know when you're 85 at least when i'm 85 i'm going to be like hey give me my netflix bill and my you know my pizza and my sort of light beer assuming i can still <laughs> right. eat eat all those things mm -hmm. and um you know i may still be working too who knows just because i like it somehow but, i think you will <laughs> but anyway we're not gonna be spending quite as much so what's our next question dave are you gonna love this one russ use the 60 40 stock bond blueprint and you don't need to worry about asset allocation well you know how much i love to bash on so that was a softball so thank you. You know how I love to bash on what I call like paint by numbers or two dimensional financial mm -hmm. planning, right? So, how much of financial planning have people seen that, uh, hey, nice to meet you. You seem like some moderate risk kind of people or some conservative risk kind of people. You know, I'm a financial advisor and, um, you know, we're going to do uh, X in stocks and uh, 100 minus uh, X in bonds. And so that's like, you know, it's like beginner algebra, right? Like when mm -hmm. you first like, you know. When they bring letters into it. Yeah. You're in the seventh and eighth grade and it's like, oh, here it comes. <laughs> and just like seventh and eighth grade, that is not the way to do asset allocation. First of all, there's more than two assets in the world. Like how about. Treasury bills earning 5%, right? How about the principal protected products we talk about that uh, are um, protected against principal loss 
uh, either fully or partially, uh, but have upside. Like, so you got to get into, and then how about adding in some tax planning? Let's get into, you know, the old adages, uh, you know, let's, let's, let's play in three dimensions, right? Not in two dimensions. And you really got to do that. And in particular, I was talking about earlier, you know, we got bond funds that are down 30% in the last two years. So let's not pretend anymore that bonds are a good place for your money, for your safe money. Right. Asset allocation is one of those things that's just critical to get right. We talk about that when folks come in for our complimentary second opinions, complimentary financial plans. Let's offer that, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. And this is the next five at no cost, no obligation. Again, 617-674-2000. Well, the flood of listener questions, well, it just keeps coming. And Russ answers them straight ahead. Get a clear picture of your financial life, the mission, the goal of those at Hackman Wealth, those being Russ, Clear, Jack, and the team. Russ Hackman is president of Hackman Wealth Partners, and this is the Wall Street Sweeper. Uh, Russ uh, has corrected on the show today uh, some bad financial advice that you might get out there in the world. And now we're going to talk, and I know he wants to talk more about fixing common mistakes. Uh, what are some of the common mistakes, Russ? I want to tie this into the question we had last segment about uh, what should I be looking for in an advisor, right? And, uh, you know, some of the biggest, so we have people come into our offices, um, you know, every single week uh, meeting with myself, uh, my partners, uh, Claire and Jack. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter which one of us that you uh, that you meet with. If you come in, you know, we all... Uh, you know, work very, very closely together on financial plans and, and managing uh, clients. And um, yeah, some of the biggest uh, mistakes that I see people make, you know, number one is, okay, seems basic. And I talk about it all the time, but what's my plan to survive the next category five storm? So if you're out there and, and you can think about your risk, <clears throat> excuse me, two category five storms, you know, our, our frequent listeners know know this, but I'm going to reiterate. What is a Category 5 storm? Well, every, hey, the stock market's been around since the 1800s, the early 1800s. And for that, you know, 200 years of history, the markets have blown up every 5 to 20 years. Blow, by blow up, I mean dropped in half. Was that right? like, that's 08, right? 08, 09? 08, but you had, you had... Um, uh, you know, September 11th, you had mm-hmm. some time in the 70s, you had, uh, you know, the 87 crash, uh, you even had what happened, but very rapidly during COVID, this idea of, you know, a category five storm, it can also be a category four storm, but, you know, where the markets are going down 30, 40, 50%, right? Mm-hmm. And so what's my plan to survive that, right? And if you're in your 60s, 50s, 70s, 80s, whatever, like one of these is probably going to happen, you know, while you're still alive, maybe two of them, right? And 
you know, the reasons why they happen is sort of a longer treatise, but I sort of, you know, liken it to Wall Street dropping a grenade on its own foot, but also, you know, sort of blowing up (laughs) the rest of the country as well. Right. Right. And, um, you know, then sometimes Wall Street then just bails out while the rest of the country uh, suffers consequences. But Mm. that's another (laughs) story. Right. right? Um, In any event, I'm doing like a, you know, I do periodic interviews that get, you know, posted online with the likes of like Reuters and MarketWatch and Bankrate and some others. And, um, you know, if you if you Google Russell Hackman, you can find some of those uh, quotes. And, um, you know, one of the ones I'm doing soon is going to be comparing, you know, what happens in certain movies and how realistic that is right financial movies okay and i think we might have talked about some we of did recently. and with chrissy on our staff too she'd yeah, be excited we, we, about we that. were talking about uh you know the wolf of wall street and you know russ did you did you chug champagne like that and you know that's, that's, that's another story <laughs> I think that'd but, be great to do a feature on but yeah the category five storms come from basically financial storms that happen every five to 20 years you can liken it to living on the coast of florida or something if you're in the right spot you're gonna get hit and the question is you know do i have the right level of risk to get through that okay but also that doesn't mean you have all your money in the mattress right Mm -hmm. so we're talking about fixing common mistakes so if you and what you can ask an advisor when you meet with them, hey, or with your current advisor, what's my plan for the next Category 5 storm, right? Um, So we're listing out sort of common mistakes related to that, wrong asset allocation. I'm just going to go through the list here to Mm -hmm. just if I don't have have time to get into all of them. Wrong asset allocation, no plans for consistent income, no tax plan, and no scrutiny of fees or, or uh, investment performance, right? Oh, critical, yeah. So wrong asset allocation usually means, A, I've got substantial money in, in bonds or bond funds, or it means I got too much in stocks. What's too much in stocks? Well, again, back to the Warren Buffettism and talking about Cat 5 Storms, if I have more than half my money in stocks, then, and you know, Warren Buffett says, don't have more than don't have more money in stocks than if a drop of 50% would hurt you badly, right? Then you should be prepared for that. So if you have 70% of your money in stocks, in other words, you could lose 35% if the market drops in half, right? And you can sort of run the numbers on, you know, what are your current holdings and, you know, how does that shake out? Um, you know, we talk about plans for consistent income, like is everything in your portfolio actually generating income, right? Do I have income paying stocks? Those can be useful, obviously for, again, where's my cash flow going to come from? And for some people, it's almost the opposite problem that if you have more than enough assets, in some cases, you're getting too much income. So again, Back to mo money, mo problems, Dave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right? So other items, no tax plan. We talk about if you have a million, two million plus in 401ks, you can look at your statements, see if that's the case. In that instance, you're probably going to have an escalating tax bill in retirement. 
you should sit down with someone uh, and the right someone to do that is an independent financial planner who also works on taxes. We do that, and I'm sure there's other people uh, that do do that. But not having the right tax plan is, is very, very significant. And then the final one we were talking about is scrutiny of fees and investment performance. So it can feel like, especially 2023 was a pretty good year, starting off reasonably okay this year. It can feel like, hey, I can relax because things are going up, right? And what you don't know is what money is not in your account that should be. So in other words, if you're underperforming, you've got hidden fees, it's hard to know that, hey, my account should be 5% higher. It's just having all this inefficiency in it, right? So talking about, that's the best thing about a second opinion is someone fresh can look at it and say, hey, these are the things that could be changed. These are the inefficiencies. And you can take that information, you can act on it or just be informed by it. And we provide that to folks who come in and see us. Uh, and let's uh, offer that, Dave, to the next five cars that have saved $500,000 or more for retirement. No cost, no obligation. 617-674-2000. 617-674-2000. Coming up, the one step you can take in 2024 that can change your financial future. HackmanWealth.com, the website for Hackman Wealth Partners. And, uh, well, you can learn about the firm. You can hear the podcast uh, for the Wall Street Sweeper. And you can schedule. And you can tell Russ, hey, answer this one on the show. Just click the radio tab to do that. HackmanWealth.com. It's the Wall Street Sweeper. And we do have questions uh, for Russ to answer here, questions from listeners. Let's start with one from Ed who says, I'm not far away from retirement. How can I protect my 401k? I can I move some into cash and still have my employer match while contributing some money into it? And should I? Well, yeah, the question is, if you have more, most of your wealth uh, and uh, most of your savings in your 401k and you are, you know, in that retirement red zone, you know, five to 10 years from retirement. Yeah, you do want to think about and, and if you've typically like a lot of people or and as as I recommend when you're younger, you want to have most of your 401k in stocks. If you uh, are in stocks or if you're in uh, a tricky one and one to be very, very aware of is in these retirement target date funds. Those uh, funds can be a lot riskier than you think because especially as they get closer and closer to the, you know, the date, like they'll have uh, the, you know, Fidelity has the, the 2025 fund, right? The 2030 mm -hmm. fund and, you know, a bunch of other firms offer those. And, uh, you know, I'm not a fan of those because basically they are stock bond mixes, right? So if you're close to retirement, if you're in the 2025 fund, that may be mostly in bonds, right? And so you actually have a fair amount of risk and exposure to inflation by virtue of that. And so, yes, as you get closer to retirement, you want to think about de-risking a bit, uh, most folks, once they're beyond 59 and a half, even if they're still working, have the ability to roll money out of their 401ks into an IRA managed by an advisor. 
And, you know, that gives you access to, again, moving away from just two-dimensional financial planning, which is mostly what exists inside these uh, 401ks, just stocks and bonds. Smart to think about rolling money out and really sitting down and pl- and planning for, you know, how am I going to make my money last? And the most important number one planning question is always, to me, if I'm 95 and I'm still here, where's my money coming from no matter what, mm-hmm. right? And making sure you start to get that question answered. And if, you know, the amount of assets you have isn't, is adequate such that that's not really a concern, then there's other concerns. Uh, the old, what, what is it, Dave? Mo money, mo, mo problems. Mo money, mo problem. <laughs> right? <laughs> Taxes is a big one, right? So with our clients and listeners who have more than adequate to live on, yeah, it's a tax discussion. It's a risk discussion. It's an income discussion. Always lots to talk about. Next one, Dave. All right. It's from Tim who says, uh, besides qualifications and fiduciary status, what else do you recommend people look for in an advisor? Yeah, it's a great question because I think, uh, you know, what's on paper, you know, it always uh, looks kind of good, right? When you meet with someone, yeah, you're, are you a fiduciary? Yeah, you're a fiduciary, right? You know, and I, I think, I, I, I can't emphasize this enough. I really think people don't appreciate enough how personal the relationship uh, is and should be between you and your financial advisor. And so a lot of it is really, um, you know, first of all, just kind of, uh, you know, personal connection. But Mm -hmm. like, can you give me some examples of, you know, a few people uh, like me you've helped, how you've changed their plans for the better, um, you can ask questions like that. Um, you can ask, I mean, there's questions that you can ask financial, uh, advisors where that, that, uh, you know, I have a list of them if anyone wants it, but where you, you, where, where, uh, you know, you might get one of those humming a humming right? So like, right. Why are you worth the money you're paid? Oh, right? boy. How about that? Like, that's a question that any, 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 any listener who has a job or had a job should, should be able, be able to, answer, to answer it. Right. And but be for proud some of- reason in finance, it's like, what? Or, you know, um, what if you're near retirement and what specific questions in that regard should you ask? them? You can ask like what, you know, how are you going to ensure that I have adequate assets? Right. Mm-hmm. That old, that, that just simple, like, how can, how can we make sure that, um, what, if, if I'm 95 and I'm still here, I'm going to have adequate assets. Now, exactly. no one can guarantee what's going to happen in 40 years, but but with a with adequate assets now and the right tools, you can be pretty darn sure you're going to be okay, right? So real tangible questions like that. Can you help me with tax planning? Can you help integrate my estate plan with my financial plan? Right. Really, no matter how much you have and Mm -hmm. questions like that, you know, you start to get from particularly the big box firms, you start to get like, eh, we can't do that. We don't do that. But so anyway, hopefully that's helpful. 
Well, uh, again, to get your question into Russ and to schedule with Russ and the team, HackmanWealth.com. You can submit your question for the show clicking the radio tab and hear the podcast as well. Here's Meg. I'm 62 and my retirement account is heavily invested in short-term investments. I plan to retire in four years. Is it an appropriate time to move some of it into stocks and bonds? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, what's interesting now is you can, you know, the good thing about, uh, you know, what's been going on is you can earn in very short term, you know, treasuries or um, CDs. Uh, you can earn 5% these days, right? We're still, you know, we're actively buying those for clients and those are a lot better than being in some sort of bond fund that can lose money, right? So, um so it sounds like Meg may be in, you know, even in money market funds, some of the some of the better ones at the major firms are earning five percent. So that's not bad. But then the question, you know, Meg's you're sixty two years old. So the question again back to, hey, how do I have a plan that makes sure that I have money when I'm ninety five if I'm still here or ninety or eighty five or whatever? And um do I have a plan for, you know, eventually these CD and, and short-term T-bill rates will go back to, you know, 3% or maybe even maybe even 2%. And, you know, that's not going to keep pace with inflation. So a good time to sit down and make sure you have the right asset allocation. In our next segment, I'm going to talk a little bit more about the right asset allocations. Uh, and so tune in for that. And... To schedule with Russ your comprehensive review in next five at no cost, no obligation, 617-674-2000, 617-674-2000. Again, 617-674-2000. Well, coming up, more from Russ on fixing mistakes and making sure you have the right plan in place for 2024 and beyond. Wall Street Sweeper and Russ Hackman and Hackman Wealth Partners. Russ and the team helping people around Boston from their offices downtown Wakefield, Hingham, and Waltham. There's got to be one there convenient to you to come in and talk about your financial life. Get a clear picture of your financial life, and especially if you're nearing retirement. So, Russ, I'm now curious. I'm going to take notes here. I would like to know what you're talking about. What is that one step that everyone can take in this year that could change her financial future? Well, it really is. uh, This isn't a big shocker, but it really is get a second opinion, right? Yeah, true. Good point. And it's interesting that, you know, you think about the analogy to, you know, having a medical condition And of course, if you had a serious medical condition, whatever, heart issue or any kind of serious issue, uh, generally speaking, especially if it's something that's going to require surgery, it's a great idea, almost mandatory idea to get a second opinion, right? Mm -hmm. That's super important, especially if there's a reasonable amount of risk involved in whatever is going on, right? Now, the interesting thing about... uh, planning, portfolios, money management is you don't really know if you need a second opinion, right? Or if you could benefit from a second opinion. So in other words, you don't really know if you're sick, right? You see what I'm saying? So you could have, you know, significant things missing from your plan, or you could have particularly serious inefficiencies in how your money's being managed 
hey, we should be making another half a percent, full percent for the risk that we are taking. But we don't know that because, you know, we don't have somebody else taking a look at it and drilling into the portfolio. And and it's not to say, you know, and, uh, you know, when folks come come in to see us, we don't we, we don't look at everything and say, hey, this is all garbage. Right. Because people come in with with good pieces to their portfolio. But there's almost always something there that, you know, we're able to say. And I think, you know, we're not the only people that can give you a good second opinion. So it's not intended to be totally self-serving that, you know, if you can save or improve for the same risk, half a percent to a percent a year, obviously on a million bucks, that's five, 10 grand a year. And you can do the math if you have more money or, you know, times the number of years, right? So huge, huge steps that can be taken to improve your situation. And all it costs is taking the time to go have the right second opinion meeting. So, and thank you for everyone we've met so far this year. Uh, thanks again to our, always to our clients. Let's look forward to spring. And let's offer one last chance to uh, for folks to come in, get that second opinion, Dave. Next five cars that have saved five hundred thousand dollars or more for retirement. I do look forward to spring, and uh, and as Russ just said, second opinion that one step you can take, and here is the chance: six one seven six seven four two thousand six one seven six seven four two thousand, and you'll be meeting at one of the offices around Boston, downtown Wakefield, Hingham or in Waltham, whichever is most convenient to you. 617-674-2000. We'll see you next week right here with Russ Hackman and the Wall Street Sweeper. Russ Hackman, Claire Hare, and Jack Young are investment advisor representatives of Retirement Wealth Advisors Incorporated, an SEC registered investment advisor. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Wealth Advisors LLC, BWA, a registered investment advisor and an affiliate of Brookstone Capital Management LLC. BWA and Hackman Wealth are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BWA, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by Russell Hackman, Claire Hare, Jack Young, and their guests on this radio show are their own and do not reflect the opinions of this radio station. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject covered. Any comments regarding safe and secure products and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by BWA. Indexed or fixed annuities are not designed for short-term investment and may be subject to caps, restrictions, fees, or surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuer. Agents receive payment in the form of commission and or other compensation, such as a percentage of the organization's profits from selling an annuity from the insurance company. Registered investment advisors and investment advisor representatives act as fiduciaries for all of our investment management clients. We have an obligation to act in the best interests of our clients and to make full disclosure of any conflicts of interest, if any exist. Please refer to our firm brochure, the ADV 2A Item 4, for additional information.